This is Late Night Council. Ask the pastor about as close to God as you're ever going to get. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so listen, why don't you give me a call when you want to start taking things a little more seriously? That's okay, this is really serious. John Council. Ask the pastor. That sounds better. Yeah, I know John Council. Ask the pastor. Ask the pastor. He may have the answer. Again, he may not. Late Night Council. Ask the pastor. He's got a direct line, folks. Welcome to my direct line. I don't hog that line. I share it. Yes, I do. And you can be a part of it. Love to have you on. It's Ask the Pastor. So we're going to talk about everything and anything. But I'm going to, I'm going to give you the biblical perspective on it. I'm going to give you the faith perspective. I used to say common sense, but common sense isn't what it used to be. I'm going to give you the the rock-solid, proven, intelligent side of it, okay? 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And you can come at me from whatever perspective you desire. Capital Region, 343-700-4390. If you know what you want to talk about and you want to get to it right away, you call in right now. And if you're calling from Fruitland, Ontario, if you're calling from Bee Hunter, Indiana, Rough and Ready, California, or Askewville, North Carolina, one eight four four five six two four seven six six is your number. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. You can email me, JC at late night dot com. Last night I think we had more airworthy emails than we've had since you know we've started online exclusively. JC at late night dot com. You can tweet at me at JW Council. All sorts of ways to get your opinion heard. All sorts of ways for you to take me to task. Or call in and say, John, you are so right, I can't believe it. Whatever. Now, Sharon, um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to, her email's way over six lines. But the reason I read it was because she sent it to me uh, when I was off air. And her, and I'm not going to go into the details, but her and her family have been hearing some things and seeing some things in their house that lend them to believe, you know, the most common perception would be it could be spiritual, like a, a common uh, understanding, a ghost, Okay. What does the Bible say about ghosts? What does the Bible say about departed loved ones? Where do people go, you know, after they die? Do they linger? Do they visit? Now, I'm going to say something at the outset. I'm going to answer simply right off the top, and most of you, even people of faith, are going to say, no way, like, you know, that's pretty abrupt, that's pretty small-minded, you know, that's pretty narrow-minded, but then I'm going to explain it, okay? And after I'm done explaining, you'll see the sense in it, okay? 
I think there's uh, I think there's ample proof biblically. And again, I'm going to answer this question from a biblical perspective. There's no doubt in my mind that all ghosts, all apparitions, all manifestations of people who are so supposedly dead, anything that goes on that can't be unexplained by fraud or trickery with a Ouija board, anything that is communication like automatic writing, channeling, you know, communication with the dead. There's no doubt in my mind, and I could give you all sorts of scriptures to substantiate the position that the, it is, the source of all of it is demonic, Okay. Now, people say, but, but yeah, but, you know, this person, you know, this person that we appeared, it looked just like my departed uncle or aunt, you know? And they said things that only my uncle or my aunt would ever, ever know. Well, what you're seeing there is what the Bible describes in, and in the original Hebrew, it's much more explicit to the term. Uh, in, in Leviticus 20, 27, you're seeing the work of a, what is called in the Bible a familiar spirit, a specific type of demonic entity whose specialty is impersonating departed loved ones. Now, you've got to remember the demonic realm, okay, its origin is spiritual, but they, you know, it, it is possible that they can take on physical form. And they have access to all that private information that you thought only a departed loved one could relate to you. I'll give you Leviticus 20, 27, okay? A man also, or woman, that has a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. So there's a blatant, you know, and that's Old Testament, you know? A sanctioning out of, you know, the Bible in Leviticus labels it as blatant evil. And the New Testament doesn't sanction the, you know, the execution, but in no way lessens, you know, the severity of, of, of the sin and the evil that's involved here and the deception that's involved. First Samuel 28 and 7. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit, that I might go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there's a woman. Okay, so there's that term familiar spirit again. And it's called a familiar spirit because that demonic entity, its specialty is impersonating departed loved ones and deceiving people into thinking they can communicate with them. And then Deuteronomy 18.10 says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, and engages in witchcraft. All those four things are, you know, quite frequently involved with consulting of the so-called dead or cast spells or who's a medium, okay, or a spiritus or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. And then Ephesians 5.11 says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Now that is a broad interpretation. But one of the ways that can be very faithfully interpreted is, you know, there's all sorts of deeds of darkness. In Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6 is, is uh, probably the most explicit chapter in the, in the Bible that talks about battling against the demonic. It says we don't wrestle against, you know, just humans, just, you know, like organizations. We wrestle against uh, supernatural powers that can't be seen. And then it tells you how to do it in Ephesians 6. 
So if it can't be explained by any other way, I, you know, and there's various times when I've had, you know, people come to me and, and not just me, but colleagues of mine as well, where, you know, they're hearing like voices and, 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 and scary bumps in the night and seeing things. And I've had to go in and exercise homes. I've done it at least a half a dozen times. And every time I've done it, problem solved. It's over. It's the equivalent, okay, now let me get explicit. It's the equivalent of casting a demonic spirit out of a home, okay? And people that think that's kind of cool, you know, oh, we want to tap into this kind of unknown power. I always say, well, you bother with third, fourth-rate power. The demonic trembles at the name of Jesus Christ. And especially with somebody who's, you know, in contact with Jesus Christ. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, is uh, the story of the seven sons of Sceva. And it's, uh, it's in the book of Acts. And uh, it tells the story of, of, of these brothers, okay, these brothers that are going around during the time of the disciples, and uh, they're casting out demons. And they say to these demons, they say, in the name of Jesus Christ, who Paul preaches, come out of them. Okay. And uh, the story has it that they come across, there's a record of the story of uh, uh, they come across a demon that responds to them and says to them, and they were quite successful doing this. So they're kind of shocked when they come across a demon that says, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the record of the story says that the demon that was in this one person that they were trying to uh, cast it out of beat them up so badly so that they ran away from the scene naked and bleeding. So it's not something that you engage in unless, you know, there's a... It's not like, here's my badge, you know, and you've got to obey the authority of the badge. There's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it than that. And uh, so that's the quick answer, Sharon. From what you described, it's very possible the work of uh, 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 some type of demonic entity. Now, they said, you know, their, their background is Catholic, and, uh, you know, they've always had, you know, blessings on their home. And if you want to, I mean, every Catholic diocese usually has a specialist in exorcism and, and, you know, cleansing a house of the demonic. And I'd get a hold of your priest and tell them what's going on. Tell them you got reason to believe. And if they won't do it, I can do it. And I know all sorts of other, you know, pastors that have done it in the city. So that's available to you. Pretty cool way to start the show, eh? I told you it was open line, open topic. I told you you can introduce anything you want. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the number to call. And you see, there's, there's a reason why I love it when you call in and I love it when you email. Because that kind of thing that I just talked about, that's old hat to me. I've been handling that stuff for 35 years. My father was a pastor before me, and he, you know, he was he was a pastor for thirty seven years, and then he died. So I was raised in a home where you know that kind of stuff happens. It's not sleight of hand. It's not conning. It's 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 a real power. And one of the most objective observations I've ever heard on on occult power, and you fans of the show that have been with me for a long time, you've heard me uh, uh, repeat what Art Bell said, and it went a bit about oh, ten or fifteen years ago. Because uh, Art Bell used to come on right after uh, my show on the old station. And uh, um, 
Um, he got talking about Ouija boards one night. And Art Bell is not a professing Christian at all. He is, I don't know where what his faith is, where he believes in God or whatever. I mean, he presents himself as somebody being very, very objective. And, and he gives a platform to just about every whack job and nutcase going and conspiracy theorists and everything. And, and, and I always found his show tremendously entertaining for the entertainment value. But he got on Ouija boards one night. And I remember him saying, if you got a Ouija board in your house, get rid of it. Burn it. You, are, you do not know what you're messing with. In fact, you think you're messing with something, it's messing with you. And he said it is, the, it, is the, it is the easiest way to invite powers into your home that you will not be able to control, and you'll be sorry that you ever messed with it. Now, those were not his exact words, because I don't have a photographic memory, and I don't remember the exact words, but that's very true to the message he was putting out there. I'm being 100% faithful to the idea he was trying to get across. And that's coming from a guy that, you know, is not coming from a faith perspective. That's just coming from a guy who's interviewed a lot of people who have had really, 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 uh, you know, difficult experiences with Ouija boards. And they're sold by game companies. You can buy a Ouija board in Toys R Us. And there's a lot more there than you've bargained for, okay? Trust me. And it can be an open door to uh, what we would term in my business demonic harassment. And it's very real. Demonic possession is very real. Demonic power is very real. It's nothing like it's depicted on movies like The Exorcist. And, you know, Hollywood likes to make it so sensational and crazy that people, you know, never believe it because it's just a fantasy thing. You know, they paint this image of the devil as some dude that runs around with a pitchfork and red underwear and he's got horns on his head. The Bible's description of him is not like that at all. The Bible describes him as a beautiful creature that masquerades as, as an angel of light or in the original Greek, enlightenment. And then it says, so you shouldn't be surprised that his servants appear that way as well. And Christ was very clear in his words. He said, do, do not let anyone deceive you. Because if the demonic is, is a specialist in any area, it's in the area of deception. Deception. Because when Christ died on the cross and shed his blood to cancel out the effects of sin, and when he rose from the grave, he stripped, any, he stripped the, the demonic of its power. So the devil doesn't have any hold, doesn't have any power, especially over people who are, you know, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Except Jesus described him as the father of lies. He's the best liar in the universe. And all his lies make sense. And he and you know, he wreaks havoc by deceiving people and causing them to believe falsehood and deception. And he's doing one heck of a job in our culture today, boy. Oh my goodness. And that's why we're here, kicking his butt, exposing him, and, you know, turning the lights on, letting you know what truth is all about. This is Ask the Pastor on Late Night Council. It's open line, open topic with that Ask the Pastor twist all the way, all the way to 11 o'clock, 343-700-4390 is the number in the capital region. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. We're right back after these incredibly important messages. Stay with us. Without love
Holmes, that man makes shawarma taste like no one can. The garlic king. And he can do anything. Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown. The garlic king. So tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouth full. I'm just talking about the king. And I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma. Really Lebanese, home of the garlic king. St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. EMM Group is the authorized Integraspec distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete forms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made Integraspec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at Integraspec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist, 613-835-2600. So I got uh, I got a picture sent to me today, and I tweeted it out. Oh, it'd be about forty five minutes ago now. So if you're uh, uh, if you're you know if you can get to Twitter right now, my Twitter feed, or if you go to the Late Night Council Facebook page, you'll see a picture of what I'm talking about. Okay. Apparently, there's a new ice cream joint. A really popular ice cream joint that they're lined up out the door to get into in the Byward Market. It's called Sweet Jesus. Now, you know, I mean, if that isn't taking the Lord's name in vain, I mean, those of us that are Christians, I mean... We don't matter. Anybody can violate, you know, our religion. Anybody can criticize, ostracize. Anybody can, you know, uh, uh, spread even hatred about us. We're not one of those politically correct groups that human rights courts in Canada will protect. Now, it's not enough that the name is Sweet Jesus, okay? And you'll see the picture. I tweeted out the picture of their neon sign. And it features 
it features the letter T is an upside-down cross, okay? Now, an upside-down cross is quite symbolic. Uh, Satanists and occultists, that is often a symbol for Satanism, an upside-down cross. Oh, maybe that's just coincidence. Well, no, I don't think so, because the first S in Jesus is a satanic lightning S, like you see between the letters AC and DC, like the S's that KISS used to use in their logo, like the SS's that Hitler had in his SS shock troopers, okay, his secret police. That lightning-shaped S has long been a very stark symbol of Satanism. So you've got sweet Jesus with two satanic symbols right on the logo there. Now, I mean, I'm not protesting. I'm initiating a conversation here, okay? And I want to hear your opinions. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not a stranger to persecution. In fact, Jesus said, you know what? If you follow me, you're going to be persecuted. He said it to his disciples. Now, he didn't say this to the crowds. He only said this to his serious followers, his disciples. So the implication is very clear. If you're really serious about following me, all men are going to hate you because of me. So persecution is nothing new. And this isn't, and you're right. If you're listening saying, oh, yeah, that's real persecution, John. Somebody puts a sign up like that. You know, it starts with ridicule. It starts with ostracization. It starts with dividing groups up and deciding, well, we're going to protect these groups, but these groups, man, there's open season on them. You can ridicule them. You can fire them. You can sue them. You can do whatever you want. And boy, if they ever publish their scripture making declarations on what they think, you know, public life ought to be, well, we've already had people in Canada who have done just that from a biblical and Christian perspective and have been fined thousands of dollars and have had their businesses go bankrupt. That's happened in Canada already. Now, why am I making a point of this? Well, just think about this. And again, you know, Ephesians 5.11, it says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And I'm going to, you know, I take great delight in exposing the hypocrisy and the bigotry and the hatred that drives and is at the core of a lot of our human rights tribunals. They're not about human rights at all. They're about pulling down and destroying certain groups and elevating other groups. That's what they're about. And this is a perfect example. Imagine, now listen, imagine an ice cream joint where the name mocked Muhammad. Like, let me, let's say Sweet Muhammad, they'd call it. And maybe there was a cartoon figure of Muhammad up there sticking an ice cream in his ear or something. Can you imagine that? What do you think would happen? You know darn right what would happen. Wouldn't even get opened. The owners would be fined. They'd be hauled before a human rights court. There's no way they'd be found innocent. The whole business would be shut down. But Jesus, you can even put up satanic symbols next with in his name. You can malign, you can criticize, you can misrepresent his followers. And not only, not only are you going to get away with it, you're going to be applauded. You're going to be celebrated. Why, they'll even, they'll even have parades celebrating their disobedience to God's word. And you're going to applaud those parades. And you're going to tell people how wonderful those parades are. And if you don't, we'll throw your sorry ass in jail. 
We're working on it. Right now, we can only sue and bankrupt you and have you hauled before a court where you can't even face your accusers and you're guilty until proven innocent. That's the way it is now. But when we have our way, you will applaud what the Bible teaches as perversion and you will promote it and you will not say a word against it or we'll throw you in jail. Gee, John, what's the biblical perspective? I'll give you Romans 1. I, I can't believe it. It seems like every ask the pastor, I quote Romans 1 nowadays. Read it again for those of you that are not clued into what Romans 1 is all about. It perfectly describes the culture we're living in. Here's the last verse in Romans 1. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue, continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. In other words, they applaud it. We'll give you a little bit to think about tonight or whatever else is on your mind. Just ask the pastor. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. I think we've got Mary in Alexandria on the line. Can you hear me, Mary? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, Mary. The system's working pretty good. We're, you know, we're pushing sixty shows now, so I think we've got her down. What's on your mind tonight, Mary? I, well, okay, I'm not a medium or anything like that, but occasionally, spontaneously, I will encounter things that are not uh, material. Okay. And I've been in a house once before where it was clearly evil, okay? And it woke me up uh, every night with a huge gust of wind and the clothes, right? And it was evil. Now, on the other hand, I live in a very old house, okay? And there's some people there that are really nice people occasionally. They manifest their presence, but it doesn't bother me. I don't care. And if there's one that's annoying, I just tell them, hey, go back to where you came from. So, Otto, you're talking, now what do you, hold it, just a second here. These people, are these real people or are these like uh, entities of some type? Well, they're probably people who used to live there. I don't know. Well, I'm telling you right now, they're not people that, listen. Listen, they're not, if they're not of this world and they're spiritual in nature, they are not people that used to live there. You're encountering familiar spirits that are impersonating. Okay? Yeah, but it doesn't, it, they, they don't disturb me, okay? Oh, they yeah, don't have they to. Don't. They, don't, they don't have to disturb you. Their whole purpose is deception. And, you know, the, their, their deception that they're trying to promote, you know, uh, is not always by, you know, harassing and disturbing people. I mean, it, a, a biblical definition of, a, of the demonic is somebody that, uh, you know, that, that masquerades as an angel of light, presents enlightenment, and presents itself as being a wonderful being. Yeah, but they don't, they don't do that. They're just like, uh, they walk up the stairs, and I go there, and there's nobody there. You know Whose house mean? is it? Or, uh, Whose I house is it? I'm working in the base. What? Whose house does the house I'm belong to? Oh, I have no idea. It's very old. Like, it's over 100 years old. Okay, so what are you so doing in that house? 
What? What are you doing in that house? Whose house is it? My house. Oh, it's the house you live in. Yeah. Okay, so do you own it? Yeah. Okay, so do you want do you want it fixed? No, they don't bother me. Okay, so you don't mind it. So so the possibility the possibility of demonic entities living in your home, you're okay with that. Yeah, you've already told me what they do. I'm clear. Mary, I'm clear on what they do. Mary, I'm clear on what they do. But I asked you a question, okay? I'm of the opinion that they're, that, that you're, you're describing demonic entities there. If that's true, are you okay with them living in your house? Fine. You know, you, you, if you want to do a reality TV show, that's your business. But are you, are you okay with them living there? Okay, that's fine. You know, if you want, if that doesn't bug you, you know, like uh, that, that, that's your business. It's your house. Okay, when they when they start driving nuts, though, let let me know. Okay, because we can help. Okay, gotta let you go. I gotta go to the gotta go okay. to the information uh, interlude here, Mary. Can't break away from format, not because somebody's telling me to, but because we want we want you to have a bit of an idea of what goes on here every night. And for those of you that weren't here last night, oh, we've uh, I know you've heard this information and oh yeah, I'm going to get a sandwich on. No, 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 no. We've uh, updated it, and there's important info here that you need to hear about. Okay, uh, so I'm just giving you a heads up, and, and we're going to go to that uh, right now. So you stay uh, you stay right where you are, and uh, uh, if you want to get a line while uh, while you're waiting, that's fine. We've got the technology to do that here. Okay, three four three seven hundred. That's three four three. 700 1844 That's 1844 Keep the emails under six lines. JC at late night That's JC at late night And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Stay with us. You tell it to your children as you tuck them into bed. And if you know. Wonderful secret Just tell it to your friends Tell them that a lifetime Filled with Jesus Is like a street that never ends Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation And let your laughter fill the air Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation And tell the people everywhere Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation To every man, every nation Sing that sweet, sweet song of salvation And let the people know that Jesus cares Well, it's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old is a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. 
unfiltered, unfettered, unleashed, anything but bland, politically incorrect, and proud of it. Hey, most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said. What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Don't forget we're on TuneIn.com. Have you got the app for your iPhone yet? It's so easy to use. I listen to online programs in my car on Bluetooth with it all the time. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays, Ask the Pastor on Wednesday, and Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change. In the fall, we're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet, but oh my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you missed any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region, and 1 562 4766. That's long distance. 1 562 4766. Of course, you can advertise on late night council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in the capital region and one eight four four five six two four seven six six is long distance. Got an email here from Charles JC at latenightcouncil.com is the email address. John, have you come across genuine Christians who actively try to contact demonic powers or indirectly through mediums because they feel that God is not responding to them and they want to know something? Ironically, King Saul did go through the motions of worship and appealing to God, but did not receive answers from God, so he resorted to the very thing which would further preclude God's answers. Have you seen Christians do this? What has been the result? I doubt neutral. That's from Chuck. And he asked, where's George from Empire and Irish Tom? Well, Irish Tom probably isn't hooked up to the Internet, and if anybody can get to him and help him out, that would be great. And George, I don't know where George is. I know George is hooked up to the Internet because he writes a blog. I would love to have George back on the show, but maybe he's boycotting me. I don't know. George has never contacted me via email or Twitter or Facebook. The only contact I've ever had with George is live on air. And if anybody in Ardenpire knows George and, you know, you want to stick it to him and tell him that council's calling him out and asking him for him, I'd love to have him back on. But let's get back to your question, Charles. 
you said, have you ever come across genuine Christians who actively try to contact demonic? You know, if you use the term genuine Christians, some it's really serious about the relationship with God. They know what the Bible says about the demonic. They know that in Thessalonians, it says, shun the very appearance of evil, avoid every kind of evil, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but expose them. In Romans 16, it says, you know, be, be innocent about what is evil, but be excellent in what is good. Okay? So a genuine Christian, like you describe them, no. No, they wouldn't have anything to do with it whatsoever. Now, people who are on the fence, people that are, I like to describe them as serving God on their own terms. Okay? Yeah, there's been the temptation there. And it never, never ends well. Ever. Ever. It opens up the home. It opens up their lives. It opens up loved ones to demonic power that, uh, you know, they think they're just messing with. And they're not. It's messing with them. And that's why, you know, when you look at the biblical definition of a Christian, it's very, very different than the cultural definition. Somebody that goes to church every Sunday, that doesn't make them a Christian any more than me going to the airport every Sunday turns me into an airplane. Or I could, you know, camp out in a chicken coop for the rest of my life. It's not going to turn me into a chicken. Now, there are forces, you know, whose brains have disengaged from their, from their heads, you know, who will say, well, you know, I got a right to call myself a chicken and you better not criticize me. But, you know, we all know, come on, you know, you're living in la-la land. And it's the same thing with Christianity. The best definition of Christianity, in fact, they're first called Christians in the book of Acts in Antioch, okay? And the Greek word for Christians, Christos, literally means it's a derogatory term, okay? It means little Jesuses, okay? Acts 11, 11, 26 is the evidence of it. First time they're ever called Christians, and it's little Jesuses. In other words, these people think like Jesus, they act like Jesus. Who do they think they are, little Jesuses? So the biblical definition of a Christian is you literally have the spirit of Christ in you. You, you, you. you remind people of Jesus. A biblical Christian is quite a title. And I think it's a profound and I think it's a noble thing for somebody to experience the grace of God and for God to come into their life and their nature has changed. They aspire to Christ-likeness. They're not perfect. They never will be until they die. But they hate their own sin even more than anybody else's. We have a hatred for sin. We love sinners. Jesus Jesus died for sinners. He was a friend of sinners. But the reason he hates sin so much is because of what it does to people. And there are people that have real problems with that. They don't understand, you know, they don't even think it's possible that you can hate the sinner and love the sin. Well, I mean, I could tell you right now, I hate my own sin more than anything else in the world. I can, be, I can preserve my life. I can be comfortable with my own skin. But boy, there's a side of me, that sinful side of me. You know, I, I, I pursue Christ be, because of that sinful side of me. So I don't think genuine, if you're a genuine Christian like the Bible describes a Christian, you're not messing with that stuff, okay? You trust the word of God. It's kind of like mom says, don't put your hand on the hot burner, Oh, there can't be nothing wrong. It's got such a nice glow to it. Don't do it. And maybe the kid has never seen a burn, you know? And, and you know, and four- and five-year-old kids have done that. And they've been scarred for life, but they know. Mom was telling the truth. 
And the reason, you know, the reason that there are commandments, the reason the Bible tells us how to live is because he doesn't want us to get hurt. The only stuff he tells us not to do is stuff that's going to either kill us, kill relationships, or kill society. Let's take lying. Can you imagine what the world was like if nobody lied? I know they've had movies that have done about it, but you know, half the lawyers, no, three quarters of the lawyers be put out of business tomorrow. Can you imagine how it would affect the economy? Oh, my goodness. Probably 98% of the politicians would have to resign. Or stealing. Wouldn't have to lock your car up anymore. He tells us how to live because he doesn't want anybody getting hurt. Yeah, what about that sex thing, though? He doesn't want you having sex, you know, outside of marriage. Well, now, you know, try to think like an adult, not like a 14-year-old that's oversexed, okay? And her hormones are totally out of control. I guess people that think that's a cool thing and think that God's a little bit restrictive, they've never had to counsel kids, you know, whose, whose parents have split up because dad had to go out and prove his manhood. They don't see the pain and the agony of families breaking up. They don't, they don't pay attention to the stats, you know, that uh, kids brought up without a dad are something like 80 to 90% more likely to be addicted to drugs, to not finish high school, and to end up committing crime. Yeah, mainstream media kind of likes to sweep that stuff under the rug, you know? Because sex sells, man, makes money, keeps the economy going. So that's why God says, look it, you know, B-I-B-L-E, basic constructions before leaving earth. You do what it says, and, and, and I guess Christians, people that follow Christ, you know, we've kind of gotten to the point where, and some of us have had to learn, a lot of us, most of us, me, we've had to learn the hard way. I tell my congregation all the time, there's two types of people in the world, okay? There's the bunch that says, thy will be done to God, and then there's the bunch that God says to, okay, have it your way, and that's where... You know, we've got deception, we've got lying, we've got stealing, we've got immorality. Nobody could trust anybody. All that from one little email there, Charles. Not a good thing. Stay away from them. That's why the Old Testament said have nothing to do with it, you know? 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long distance line. I want to get that, that reference I, I made, Romans 16. Hmm. Everyone has heard about your obedience. This is Romans sixteen nineteen, And Paul's writing, writing to a congregation in Rome. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. That's a mouthful right there. And it says in verse 20, And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Pretty graphic. Not bad, though. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And the occult, and, you know, like uh, unknown mystical powers, always present itself as being, you know, kind of spooky. And, and Jesus, Jesus addresses the church in Thyatra 
in Revelation, and he almost gets sarcastic, okay, when he's talking about this whole topic about the occult supposedly being, ooh, mystical and powerful, you know. This is Revelation 2.24. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets. He calls Satan's power so-called. Perfectly sizing up what the devil is, you know, a total liar, a total deceiver, a con artist who always makes out like he's ten times more powerful than he is. Now, to people that don't have the power of Christ within them, he's very powerful. You're sitting ducks for deception. In fact, if, if, if people who follow Christ could be deceived, how much more people that don't have the light? I mean, the light's available to me. I could, you know, uh, run to it and, and you know, he's going he's gonna to show me what's going on. But I have a will, and, and, and like anybody else, I'm easily tempted. So I have to learn how to, okay, that's not, you know, you know, the Word says that's wrong. The Word says stay away. The Word says that's going to kill you. And unfortunately, in my life, and too many people I know, I've had to learn those lessons the hard way. And any regrets I've had in my life on, you know, the whole temptation thing, if I would have simply just believed with childlike faith, I could have saved myself a ton of grief. A ton of grief. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. Let's ask the pastor on late night council. JC at late night council.com. You can tweet at me at JW Council. We're gonna pay some bills. Yeah, it costs money to stay on the air. It does. So if I don't have these partners, we don't have a show. So you make sure you get and go have dinner at the Garlic King. Make sure Timo's Auto Clean 2000 comes and cleans your car right in your driveway. If you got to build something, man, get talking to the EMM group. Go have some frozen yogurt at Menchie's. And listen to these really important messages. Stay with us. The federal government climate change town halls are a disgrace. They have allowed eco-activists to dominate meetings. Some members of parliament are even working directly with extremists to co-host town halls. This is inappropriate. MPs are elected to represent all of their constituents, and no group should have privileged access or control over public consultations. Each town hall begins with unsubstantiated global warming propaganda from the local MP. Ottawa Town Hall attendee Dr. Rod Packwood said, The government is clearly biasing the town halls in such a way as to generate supposed public support for the point of view they hold dear. They want to be able to say, look, Canadians are behind us. Don't let the government get away with this. We need your input at the September 7th Climate Change Town Hall at the Darcy McGee High School Auditorium at 925 Boulevard de Plateau in Gatineau starting at 7 p.m. The future of Canada is at stake. This message is brought to you by ClimateScienceInternational.org. Who's that man makes shawarma taste like no one can? The garlic king! And he can do anything! Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown! The garlic king! So tasty! Man, this food is so good! Don't talk with your mouth full! I'm just talking about the king! And I can dig it! Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma! Really Lebanese, home of the garlic king! St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans! Garlic, I love it! 
Timo's 2000 Mobile Auto Cleaning. Comes right to your driveway and makes your vehicle look brand new again. Classic cars, bikes, boats, RVs, dump trucks, hot rods, tractors, transport trucks. We can even make your minivan look like the day you drove it off the lot. Did you spill too much coffee on your seat? Did Junior decide he couldn't wait till he got home? And yuck, maybe you're just long overdue for that meticulous cleaning. Maybe you want to sell the old beast. Smartest thing you can do is make it look brand new again. Timo's 2000, 613-327-8498, 613-327-8498, or go to timos2000.com. got a bit of a Muppets feel to it, doesn't it? Can you see, like, Grover and Fozzie and Kermit dancing around? That's that's not a bad sight. Eric sent me an email. You will never see me at Sweet Jesus. Well, you probably won't see me there either. You will never see me at Sweet Jesus. That store is more proof of the powers of darkness at work. It would never happen in the past where a store would, that sort of name would open. Yeah, I'm not saying the place is demonic. I'm just, I use it as an example that when it comes to human rights in Canada, the whole system is a farce. It's got nothing to do with human rights. It's got everything to do with, you know, you can malign, you can persecute, you can criticize, you can even spread hate about certain groups. Christians being at the top of the list. But other groups, oh boy, you, you can't say a negative word at all. So you can have a restaurant that's got, you know, that's named Sweet Jesus with demonic, you know, symbols right on it that everybody recognizes as demonic. But if you tried to open up an ice cream store, and I'm sure the owners, they think, they're, oh, yeah, we're just so, so smart. We're just so progressive, man. Like, we're just so cool, you know? You know what? You're a bunch of cowards. If you really got some cojones, open up an ice cream store and call it Sweet Muhammad. And put a cartoon caricature of him on your neon sign, you wimps. Now, you wouldn't do that. You know why? Because you pick easy targets. You're cowards. That's what you are. You're cowards. You want to make a bold statement of how progressive you are and how brave you are? Go after a group that, you know, is protected by human rights. Because, you know, it's, it, it doesn't take any brains. In fact, it's pretty sleazy to go after the group that you get applauded for going after them. And authorities actually appreciate it. Just my thoughts? Of course I want to hear yours. Five, two, one, five, two. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I haven't done that in two and a half months. I haven't done it in two and a half months. The old phone number almost slipped out. Two and a half, no, three and a half months. Haven't done that since the middle of May. Oh my. Wow. Old habits die hard, don't they? Man. Actually surprised myself there. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Ooh, that sounds so much more 
unfettered. That sounds so much more free. That sounds so much more unencumbered, you know, by the concerns of, you know, corporate blandness. 343-700-4390 in the capital region. That's 343-700-4390. That's 1-844-562-4766. Got a lot of emails here. Connie has emailed me. Good evening, Pastor John. I remember George from Armpire mentioning he would go to the library to use their computers to write his blog. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have a computer at home. And he can't get access to the show. I don't know. Mary's emailing me. Man, it's too, it's it's like, you know, it's almost turning into an email-in show instead of a phone-in show. First, I was in my car talking loud. Sorry. But what a difference to make when truly evil is felt, like in another house, and neutral entities as in mine. They're not neutral, Mary. I'm telling you right now. Okay, it's Mary emailing me the same lady that wrote in. And the fact that when I tell them to leave, they leave. They're not neutral, okay? They're deceptive. They are not neutral. Don't think of them as neutral. Just because they've displayed themselves as neutral, they are not neutral. I, I don't know how strongly I, you know I can emphasize that. And from uh, call screener Mike, who, you know, in between his busyness, emails me, and sometimes he contributes as well and calls in. How about an ice cream joint called Got Milk, complete with anti-gay symbols? Yeah, I'm so sure that would go unchallenged. I can just imagine the love and understanding brewing in their sweet little hearts. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, Sharon's emailed me. Okay, because she got this whole ball rolling with the, you know, the the demonic entities thing. Sharon, if you're listening, it's got to be under six lines. And you've just sent me something that's way over six lines. So I can't even read it during the show. Okay. If you want me to read it during the show and if you want it to get on the air, it has to be under six lines. Okay. Just reminding. And people that listen to the show for a long time, they're sick of me reminding them that. Now, we're coming up to the top of the hour, but I want to throw out a topic here that, uh, I don't know, am I getting old by bringing this up? I remember my day was, we had to walk four miles to school uphill both ways. Hope it doesn't sound like that. If it does, call in and nail me to the wall for it. I mean, I, I'm 56. I'm going to be 57 in October, okay? And for whatever reason, I mean, I've been following news. News and politics has been an interest of mine as far back as I can remember, okay? I mean, I remember Lyndon Johnson. I remember going to see Diefenbaker campaigning against Lester Pearson when I was like four or five years old in Owen Sound and really thinking it was cool. I remember Winston Churchill's funeral. I remember Lyndon Johnson. I vaguely remember Kennedy getting shot. I would have been four years old. Vaguely, vaguely remember it. I remember the name Barry Goldwater. I remember Hubert Humphrey. I remember Trudeau's rise to power. Why I'm saying this, I don't remember until, oh, 
the late 90s, maybe middle 90s, I don't remember ethics commissioners in Canada or the United States in the 80s or before the 90s. Ethics commissioners in politics. We didn't need ethics commissioners. Because politicians and people in public service, they had an, an innate understanding of the difference between right or wrong. You didn't have to spell out everything you could do and everything you couldn't do because people had a moral compass. This is back when we used to say common sense prevailed. Please do not use the term common sense anymore because look at the type of leaders get elected because of the common sense. Look at the type of priorities and the laws we have in our nations now because of common sense. Look at how much money is spent on utter ridiculous ridiculous nonsense because common sense has enabled charlatans and deceivers to spend that kind of money on ridiculous social engineering projects. And one thing that is a a marked difference in the last 20, 25 years is ethics commissioners. Public servants, for instance, and politicians, they don't know right for wrong. they got to have an ethics commissioner to remind them and to find them and to kick their butt. That's how bad it's gotten. Now, there's always, there's always some politician violating you know, ethics, okay? Right now, it's Jane Philpott with the whole limousine issue, and, you know, and Catherine McKenna has come back from Paris, France with this huge photography bill. Pretty pictures of her standing in front of the Eiffel Tower. You know, exorbitant amounts of money spent on what even people, you know, that uh, are, are dumb enough to vote her in. Hey, this is excessive, you know. Now, there's not those two issues. Bev Odo, you know, under the conservatives. Remember her with, the you know, the $16 orange juice and everything? I really think politicians have lost their grip on morality. They have. And this is what relativism gets you. This is when you this is what happens when you depart from moral absolutes. You can't even trust your authorities anymore. You can't trust them to tell the truth. You can't trust them to de- for the, uh, them to, you know, uh, conduct their affairs in an ethical upright way. You got to watch them all the time. You got to have ethics commissioners. You have rules of conduct because you can't take it for granted. Well, yeah, they're an upstanding person. Well, you don't know that because it's the easiest thing in the world to present yourself as somebody who's capable and reliable and honest and be a jackass when nobody's looking. And this is what happens when a culture deviates from moral absolutes. We're starting to see, we're starting to see, you know, uh, and it's only... You're talking moral and political anarchy where this is headed, okay? I mean, the most powerful leaders in the land, and they have to be policed. Where do you hear the biblical perspective on this? Oh, boy, I'm going to say that for the next hour, okay? we got to do our updated and very important uh, uh, information interlude. But as soon as we're done that, as soon as we're done, I want to give you the biblical perspective on this. Because this isn't just the rantings and ravings of an overexcited preacher here tonight, okay? And you'll hear that when we get back. I promise you, okay? And so if you've got to get a sandwich or if you've got to you know, take a biological break, don't get too far. In fact, take your iPhone with you, okay? Because it's portable. When I'm listening to, you know, uh, uh, online radio, I can, I can go all over the house. Hey, you know what a neat trick is? Have you learned this one yet with the iPhone? You know, because sometimes you can't get the volume up as loud as you want to do if you're not on, on uh, you don't use headphones. 
you get a glass, and it's got to be a glass, not a plastic glass. A dry glass that's got nothing in it. And you get one, uh, you, you put your iPhone in the glass. So it's, it's, it's just above the edge, maybe an, a half inch. Amplifies the sound. It's unbelievable. Your iPhone is three times louder if you drop it in the glass like that. It's amazing. Terrific trick. Great for listening to Late Night Council. You know that one. Right back after, uh, after some important info. You stay with us. Well, it's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old is a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, unleashed, anything but bland, politically incorrect, and proud of it. Hey, most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said. What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Don't forget we're on TuneIn.com. Have you got the app for your iPhone yet? It's so easy to use. I listen to online programs in my car on Bluetooth with it all the time. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays, Ask the Pastor on Wednesday, and Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change. In the fall, we're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet, but oh my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Andy uh, Bannister. Andy Bannister is the Canadian director for Rabbi Zacharias Ministries International. 
and uh, he's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, he's one of the few people I follow on Twitter, and he's just he's just tweeted out a quote from John Stott, S-T-O-T-T. Look up John Stott on Wikipedia. Fascinating individual. Great thinker, great writer. I can't agree with this more. Listen to this. The chief reason people do not know God is not because he hides from them, but because they hide from him. Hmm. I would be delighted to explain that to you if you want me to. But you're going to have to call in and tell me you want me to explain that to you. Or give me an email or whatever. Because I got stuff I want to get to here. And, and uh, Although, you know, look at I got stuff I, got, I want to get to. But your, the stuff I want to get to is subservient to your calls. When you call in, you kind of own the joint, okay? You kind of rule. Even on, you know, Ask the Pastor Night. And uh, just before we went to the information break, uh, you know, I was talking about ethics commissioners. And now we've got to have ethics commissioners to keep in line the most powerful people in our land, the people that we trust with more money and more power than anybody in our country. We can't trust them to conduct themselves, themselves properly. We've got to have ethics commissioners. We didn't have that 20, 25 years ago. Because people had an innate sense of what was right and what was wrong. But moral relativism has infected our culture so much and degraded our morality that we've got to have, well, an ethics commissioner is basically, basically, that's the morality police on Parliament Hill at Queen's Park. At the Ottawa Police Service, at City Hall. Ethics commissioners. Isaiah 1, here's your biblical perspective on it, okay? Isaiah 1. 21 and 23. It's prophetic, okay? Prophetic can mean it's, it's not just confined to the time. It's prophetic of the future as well. See how the faithful city has become a prostitute. She once was full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her. But now, murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels. Partners with thieves. They all love bribes. They chase after gifts. They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. The widow, widow's case does not come before them. And then Isaiah goes on to describe, you know, their, their end and how, you know, you can't fool God. God is not fooled. Even though, you know, they don't put, uh, you know, they don't put their hand on a Bible when they swear in front of a court anymore. Doesn't matter. He's still in charge. Amos is kind of the same. Prophet Amos is described as one of the minor prophets in those, you know, those seven or 11, about eight to 12 books sandwiched between Matthew and uh, Daniel. And he's got a perspective on this too. Matthew, five, uh, Amos 5.11. You levy a straw tax on the poor. I'm thinking of cap and trade, you know? What crap is that, you know? And it's fraught with all sorts of fraud and people that have, you know, milked and bilked the system. You levy a straw tax on the poor and impose a tax on their grain. Therefore, though you have built stone mansions, you will not live in them. Though you have planted lush vineyards, you will not drink their wine. For I know how many are your offenses and how great your sins There are those who oppress the innocent and take bribes and deprive the poor of justice in their courts. Therefore, the prudent keep quiet in such times, 
For the times are evil. Seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you, just as you say he is. Hate evil. Love good. Oh, we're not supposed to hate anything. I'm reading the Bible here. It says hate evil. Love good. Maintain justice in the courts. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. That's why I love Ask the Pastor. When you give a biblical perspective on things, oh man, it's just like, it's just like the lights come on. People groping around in darkness. Are, I, I, I just, think about it. The most entrusted positions in the country are MPs, and they have to have ethics commissioners to keep them in line. It's mind-blowing. And it's not just MPs, it's MPPs, it's police service people, it's people that work at City Hall. There's ethics commercials everywhere now. Because people don't know the difference between right or wrong. It's like there's no more conscience anymore. I have aired, oh, I just remembered something. I was supposed to bring this up at the beginning of the program. I mentioned it last night, and I got nobody taking the bait. Nobody called in, even though our numbers, you know, are were off the charts last night, people listening, and they're the same tonight. Okay, we're getting great numbers tonight, all kinds of people listening in, audience growing and getting bigger every night, okay? And, uh, and I threw it out, and I, I really want somebody to call in that's seen the new Ben-Hur movie, okay? Have you seen the new Ben-Hur movie? I have questions for you. I'm not going to interrogate you. They're going to be easy questions. I promise you, you'll be able to answer the questions, okay? I really want to talk to somebody who has seen the new Ben-Hur movie. I believe it opened this weekend, just this past weekend. Apparently, it didn't do that well at the box office, which I'm not surprised. How can you improve on perfection? Ben-Hur won more Oscars than any other movie in history. It's st- that record still stands because the Titanic and uh, I think the third Lord of the Rings movie won 11 Oscars as well. But you've got to remember, the Titanic and the Lord of the Rings movie, they won Oscars when you know there's about 30, 40 more categories than there were in 1959. I mean, all the all the movie critics and everything, they they chose at the end of the 20th century Citizen Kane as being, you know, the, the greatest movie of the 20th century. But Citizen Kane didn't win as many Oscars as Ben-Hur did. I mean, it cleaned up. And and I, I mean, I'm not a Hollywood guy, but I would scratch my head. Why would you want to remake something like that? I mean, you, you, you're setting yourself up for failure. There's no way you can... Even come close to, uh, you know, the impact that the original had and the success that it enjoyed. But if you've seen the new Ben-Hur movie, please call in. Will you please call in? I am not pleading for callers. I can carry the show on my own. You know, I'm gifted and equipped to doing that. But I really, I am pleading for somebody that has seen the new Ben-Hur movie. Would you please call in? 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. I don't want you emailing me. I want you I want you calling me, okay? 343-700-4390. Why? Look at trust me, just call in, okay? For that particular reason. You don't have to call in unless, you know, it's open line, open topic, you yak about whatever you want. But I'm really, really looking for somebody that has seen the new Ben-Hur movie. I really want to, to, to you call in. I want to interview you, okay? Got some questions for you. You'll be able to answer all of them, I promise you. 
And even if you don't want to answer, oh, I can't answer that. I will not ridicule. I will not make fun of you. And I, want, I will not give you a hard time. And if you're a first-time caller, you're going to get the choir, okay? 343-743-90. Right now, 343-743-90. And if you're calling from uh, Carrot River, Saskatchewan, okay? If you're calling from Ozone, Arkansas, if you're calling from Pawpaw, Illinois, or Podunk, Michigan, 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. There was, uh, and I tweeted this out earlier today, and you can uh, find the link at the Late Night Council uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, There was a study done at Johns Hopkins University, Maryland, which is easily one of the most, if not the most respected um, medical institution in North America. I mean, when they put out stuff, people listen. Well, they've just put out a study on Monday that you are not going to hear anything about on mainstream media. They will never publish the findings of this study. In fact, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm predicting it. You are going to hear groups, and you are going to hear mainstream media attack this study. They're going to attack the credibility of John Hopkins University. They're going to probably create stories that, you know, the academic uh, uh, excellence of John Hopkins uh, University needs to be brought into question because of a study I'm going to tell you about right now because I'm not mainstream media. Here's the headline. Got this from ChristianPost.com. And this isn't, you know, a select group of conservative pediatricians or anything here, okay? This is, here's the headline. No scientific evidence that people are born gay or transgender, Johns Hopkins researchers say. Yeah, you're really gonna you're really gonna hear that on the CBC, aren't you? Distinguished scholars at Johns Hopkins University in Maryland released a new 143-page report on Monday that argues that there's not enough definitive scientific evidence available to support that gay, lesbian, and transgender individuals are born with certain sexual orientation or gender identity. In the three-part report published by the New Atlantis Lawrence Mayer, a scholar in residence at Johns Hopkins University Psychiatry Department and a professor of statistics and biostatistics at Arizona State University and Paul McHugh, a professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Johns Hopkins, take on prevailing claims that sexual orientation and gender dysphoria are caused by natural traits. Additionally, the scholars challenge the claim that discrimination and social stigma is the sole reason why those with same-sex attractions or transgender identity suffer higher rates of mental health problems. In the first part, the report argues that there is insufficient evidence to claim that heterosexual, homosexual, or bisexual attractions are an innate trait that people are born with. In the entire gay lobby, one of the most powerful lobbies in North America, their entire reason for living, their entire... Foundation is based upon the belief that they have convinced people that they're born that way. No, they're not, according to John Hopkins. It doesn't matter what type of scientific evidence you put down there. Okay, John Hopkins is going to be ridiculed here. John Hopkins is going to be, you know, they're going to pay a huge price for this. You want to see bullies in action? 
Cross the gay activist, boy. They wrote the book on it. The study found that 80% of male respondents who had reported same-sex attraction and both sex attraction in their childhood later identified as exclusively heterosexual. Did you hear that? Grand Marshal, the gay pride parade, was a, uh, you know, uh, a boy who wants to be you know, treated as a girl. Let me repeat the findings of the John Hopkins study. 80% of male respondents who had reported same-sex attraction and both sex attraction in their childhood later identified as exclusively heterosexual. Meanwhile, more than half of females' respondents who reported both, same, uh, both sex attractions to children reported being exclusively attracted to males as adults. They analyzed twins because twins, particularly identical twins, they have the exact genetic makeup. In analyzing twins' pairings, where at least one of the twins was same-sex attracted, the report found that only in a fraction of the cases resulted in both twins being same-sex attracted. There was a concordance rate of 18% of identical twin males, 11% for fraternal twin males, 22% for identical twin females, and 17% for fraternal twin males. Summarizing the studies of twins, we can say that there's no reliable scientific evidence that sexual orientation is determined by a person's genes. Oh, you can't tell people that. Yeah, but we got the scientific finding for it. This is peer-reviewed. These people are professors. These are learned men. Doesn't matter. Their conclusions don't fit political correctness, so they have to be wrong. Listen, here's another fact that mainstream media has forgotten. The American Psychiatric Association up until 1973 listed homosexuality as a mental illness. It was removed from the list, not because of any studies, not because of any facts that, you know, uh, 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 found uh, the uh, designation to be untrue. It was removed for purely political reasons. Additionally, the report took issue with the conditioning of children to believe that they need to block their puberty or get a sex reassignment in order to avoid mental health issues. The report cites the fifth edition of the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders to show that the persistence of gender dysphoria in children does not often persist into adulthood. In other words, they grow out of it. And here we are confusing our kids, and you're paying for it through taxpayers' money through our education system. Telling them that it's that you know they can be whatever they want to be when their bio- when their biology has made it quite distinct what it, what they are, and we wonder why we live in a confused culture. We wonder why we can't even trust our politicians. We wonder why nobody knows the difference between right or wrong anymore because we've abandoned moral absolutes and we have thrown our whole lot behind the whims and opinions of a few fast talking. Deceivers. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety is the capital region other number. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. It's open line, open topic, all the way to eleven o'clock. I'm really looking for somebody who has seen the new Ben Hur movie. Please, I want you to call in three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four, LNC is on. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. All across North America, not Mexico. They gotta have their own talk show down there. Sorry. one 844 JC at late Keep it under six lines. That's the email address. JC at late And you can tweet at us at JW Council. 
right back after these crucially important messages. Stay with us. Shawarma tastes like no one can. It's a garlic king. And he can do anything. Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown. The garlic king. So tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouth full. I'm just talking about the king. And I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma. Really Lebanese, home of the garlic king. St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. EMM Group is the authorized Integraspect distributor for the greater Ottawa area, providing technically advanced insulated concrete forms. The design virtually eliminates waste while providing the ultimate energy-efficient, quiet homes and structures. With over 40 years' experience in the concrete industry, EMM offers the best product to homeowners and contractors. Canadian-made Integraspec is now being used worldwide. More info can be found at Integraspec.com. Don't consider building any other way. Call your ICF specialist, 613-835-2600. Wow, Leon sent me a real timely email. Hi, John. Just wanted to let you know I'm listening. I'm really excited about what's going on in the world nowadays. Now, now, just stick with me here, okay? Wait till he's done talking here. This, it sounds strange, but listen. I'm really excited about what's going on in the world nowadays. Evil is increasingly accepted as the thing to do and openly encouraged more and more every day. It just tells me that our time here in the world will be ending soon. Isn't that great? Take care. <laughs> well, Leon, I can't fault your logic because, I mean, in, in the scriptures it says, you know, when you see these corrupt things happening, you know, uh, Christ said, as it was in the times of Noah, so shall it be prior to the coming of the Son of Man. And one of the, you know, one of the uh, hallmarks of the times of Noah, it says that in the times of Noah, the earth was corrupt and full of violence. Hmm. And I find myself quoting, you know, these other scriptures in Timothy so often. You know? 1 Timothy 4, the the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Yeah. 
They have to have ethics commissioners, you know, keep them in line. That's not scripture. That's just, you know, me. italics mine. And then 2 Timothy 3, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. And then, you know, I've rarely quoted, you know, the rest of it here. Listen to the rest of it here. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow, there's a, there's a, there's one. You know what? That's. I, and I'm always getting new Bibles because I wear them out. This one, that one's not underlined yet. I'm taking the pen. I am underlining that line, boy. There's one I'm going to tweet out soon. Always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Wow. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. If you're just joining us. The old, the old phone number slipped out tonight. Haven't l- let that slip out in three months. From Marine. Where's the subject line? Turning the other cheek. Is that what she said here? Was that in the subject line? Turning the other cheek. What about when you've done that to no avail? Should you also turn a blind eye? Would that not be a sin against yourself? Making one a hypocrite? Biblical perspective, John. How do you know it's to no avail? Christ never said, you know, well, if this works for you and they stop pounding in the cheek, turn the other cheek. No, he said do it anyway. It's not, it, it, turning the other cheek is not a response that, uh, you know, that you engage in, you know, for political uh, one-upmanship. That's just the, what Christ told us to be, you know. How do you apply that in the world we're, we're talking about? You know, we love our enemies. We pray for those that despitefully use us. We bless them that curse us. We genuinely, with great affection, love them. But the Bible also says to hate their sin. God hates sin because of what it does to people. It twists them. And they're created in God's image. They're created to enjoy eternity with him. That's the purpose of man, the ultimate purpose of man, to not, to not be marred and destroyed. But we have a we have an entity that that God has loosed into this planet, that you know is is serves the purposes of God to test, and to see if people will you know choose righteousness, choose salvation over certain death. So we we, we hate the sin, we love the sinner, and that's a skill. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's 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 hard to do, but Christ demands that. If you don't love the sinner, there's no place for you in heaven. Did you hear what I said? If you're a follower of Christ and you do not genuinely love sinners, if you do not forgive, hey, it was Jesus who said, if you don't forgive, I will not forgive you. So, yeah, it's got to be a part of it. But, you know, how do you balance that? And you have to balance that with teachings on righteousness and hating evil and defending, you know, the poor and the fatherless and letting your light shine for justice. 
John the Baptist was in prison and he called out King Herod for an illicit and immoral relationship that he was involved in. And John the Baptist ended up having his head cut off. Now, in our political world, he would be described as a failure. Well, you should watch what you say, buddy. But Jesus, the Son of God, who has more authority than every political leader today put together, Jesus said of John the Baptist after he died, there's not a greater man that was been born among women. So when God himself sanctions you, kind of puts a different spin on, you know, what other people say is success and what isn't success. 343 is long distance. I'm going to whine a little bit right now. Oh, come on. You know, come on. have you seen Ben-Hur? Will you please call in the new Ben-Hur movie? I mean, we've got great numbers tonight. I've seen how many people are listening right now, okay? And it, 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 there's no way that, that at least a half a dozen of you have not seen that movie. And I want to talk to somebody who's seen the new Ben-Hur movie. Will you please call in? 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. I got a choir waiting for you here. I mean, people are going to think you're wonderful. And they're going to be very, very thankful, you know, that you called in. Gonna be very excited. Oh, I heard you last night. Oh, it was so good. And you know, you'll even be able to listen to yourself because you know, download the podcast and three four three seven hundred four to three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Come on, Windsor. I know you're listening, okay? And I know you go to movies down there. I want to talk to somebody that's seen the new Ben Hur movie. Right back after this very important and updated information interlude. Stay with us. Well, it's about time I updated this bit, isn't it? Same old, same old is a crime on the new Late Night Council, so we're keeping it fresh. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, unleashed, anything but bland, politically incorrect, and proud of it. Hey, most of my heroes were martyred for the things they said. What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Don't forget we're on TuneIn.com. Have you got the app for your iPhone yet? It's so easy to use. I listen to online programs in my car on Bluetooth with it all the time. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. 
Well, you're probably getting pretty familiar with our format by now. News and talk on Mondays and Tuesdays, Ask the Pastor on Wednesday, and Freebie Fridays on Friday. Well, it's about to change. In the fall, we're going live on Thursday nights. That's right. I can't tell you the details yet. But, oh, my, is it ever going to be worth it. I promise you. And if you missed any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343-743-90. That's 343-743-90. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. I'm going to choose to be polite to this emailer here, okay? Um, and their name is East End PB. I wonder if their parents named them that. What do you think about the RCMP allowing hijabs being worn by officers? What's next? Well, East End PB... I dealt extensively with that last night on the program. Although, you know, Monday and Tuesday, we tend to be more, you know, political in our discussion. Um, But you brought up the question, and I think it is appropriate because it is a religious issue, and it's, you know, it is Ask the Pastor tonight. And I'm going to handle it the way I handled it last night. We've had Sikhs in our country that have served faithfully and done very well, you know, serving in the RCMP, some of them highly decorated, you know, for over 25 years. And I have no problem whatsoever, you know, with, with, you know, RCMP officers, female officers wearing a hijab. I have no problem with that at all. Now, here is, uh, you know, and we mentioned this last night, where some people would be concerned, and I understand the concern. And if anybody wants to call in and educate me, if I've got my facts wrong or you've got another opinion, well, heck, it's, you know, it's, it's open line radio. That's why I keep giving the phone numbers out. We invite that kind of stuff. But I've, I've, I've yet to come across a faction of the Sikh religion that is committed and bent on world conquest where they want to kill just about everybody that doesn't believe the way they do, and they want to establish their religion as the ruling religion, okay? Now, the problem with the hijab is that there is quite a sizable faction within Islam, and of course, moderate Islams, they're going to, you know, disown them and say, oh, no, that's not Islam. 
Well, that's fine for them to say that. The fact is that Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, and uh, ISIL, you know, they go around telling people that, you know, there are more committed Muslims than the people who are saying they're not Muslims. And we've got, you know, uh, Iran, uh, the biggest exporter of terrorism in the world. And we have Saudi Arabia, the bastion of Wahhabism, which is, you know, this, this, this extreme manifestation of Islam. We know that there's a, a huge faction within Islam that is committed to world conquest and wants, you know, anybody that doesn't believe the way they do, dead, including Muslims that don't believe the way they do. So I understand the concern. But having said that, I really don't have a problem with, you know, I mean, cashiers, uh, bank tellers, uh, you know, um, uh, there's all sorts of women that, you know, uh, uh, do a good, faithful job that wear the hijab. I've got, okay, I pastor a, a Capital City Bikers Church in Vanier, okay? The facility is called Vanier Community Church. The congregation usually goes by Capital City Bikers Church. And we have a number of programs where we feed the community. We've got all kinds of homeless, all kinds of poor people, all kinds of addicted people that live within blocks of us. So, you know, we, 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 we feed them, we clothe them. Sunday, for instance. Sunday, um, every second Sunday we have uh, uh, the free store. So it's a regular thing that happens all year where people come and it's a garage sale and everything's free. They pick up, you know, clothing and toys and Everything, everything that gets donated to us goes away for free. Well, every year, and we've always got more stuff than we can give away, always. So every year, and this Sunday we're going to do it, we do the great Vanier Blessing, where all of our stuff goes out in our courtyard, where there's a big lawn, where we have barbecues and kids play games and everything. It's it's really cool, okay? All the stuff goes out there, and it's all gone by Sunday afternoon. We have a barbecue, a big party. It's a big block party, and everybody gets free stuff, okay? Why am I telling you this? Because particularly within Free Store and our drop-in center, okay, on Tuesdays, I have, I have women in hijabs. I have Muslims that, you know, that, that volunteer with us. We have wonderful relationships with them. We love these people. They're comfortable around us, okay? And I know there are extremist Muslims that would probably want to, they would probably want the Muslims that volunteer with my church, they would want them dead. Okay? So I got no problem with women wearing a hijab. Now, let me get, bring up another uh, uh, um, story. I, I didn't bring this up on Ask the Pastor, but we brought this up on some of the more political nights. There are beaches in France that are wanting to ban burkinis. Okay? Now, you know what a burkini is? It covers the female body completely. It's even got a, you know, a, like a spandex-type hijab that covers their head. And Muslim women, some women, feel comfortable swimming in them. So on French beaches, they want them banned. Now, their justification is, oh, it creates dissension, you know? And, you know, this is a secular culture. This is coming from a government that has no problem with nude beaches. They'd rather have their bathers nude than covering up their bodies. And what has precipitated this is that when women who are wearing burkinis are swimming, 
they're tourists that gawk at them and take pictures. And their boyfriends and husbands get violent. And they beat up the people that are taking the pictures. So France, who as far as I'm concerned, this is the dumbest legislation I've ever heard in my life. You don't ban burkinis. You go after their thug boyfriends. You go after their bozo husbands who are assaulting people. You prosecute them and you incarcerate them. End of problem. You don't ban burkinis. How stupid is that? Telling women what they should wear while they're swimming. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that is one, that is one instance where secular understanding and sec, the secular wisdom is right out the window. What a bunch of tools. Banning burkinis. Oh, my goodness. And they're turning a blind eye. They're not even holding responsible. They're not even holding responsible uh, the people that are causing the trouble. It's their thug husbands. Can you imagine? Now, think that this happens in France. Can you imagine? Okay. Women bathing in the nude. And their breasts are there for everybody to see. And tourists, you know, maybe some, maybe some oversex 17 and 18-year-old high school students get out their iPhones and they're taking pictures of all the babes, you know, that are rocking around topless. Now, can you imagine the boyfriends and the husbands of those nude bathers coming over and beating up the teenagers and causing trouble? What would happen? Oh, they wouldn't ban nude bathing. They'd take those guys, they'd prosecute them, charge them, put them away in jail. But because these guys are, you know, Muslims, again, again, a protected group, a politically correct group, oh, you can't criticize. And remember, this is coming from a guy that says, you know, you ought to be able to wear burkinis. I got no problem with burkinis. But lock their thug boyfriends up. Lock them up. You can't go around beating up people because they're taking pictures. Okay, I got political on Ask the Pastor tonight. I'm going to justify it because it's a religious issue. I like freedom of religion. I do, you know? But let it be freedom of religion. Don't give privilege to one religion over the other. And that's what our human rights courts have been doing, you know, for, for years in Canada now. And the atheists and the agnostics, they escape scrutiny because, oh, well, we're not a religion, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not a religion. So they never get hauled in. They can spew hatred of Christians. I remember one case in Montreal about seven or eight years ago. Some bully gay activist lesbians went into a Catholic cathedral and smeared soiled sanitary napkins, used sanitary napkins all over the pews and vandalized the place. Okay? Nobody was charged, even though they had it on video. Even though they knew who the suspects were, nobody was charged with anything. Because in Canada, you can get away with almost murder when you're going after when you're going after you know the Christian faith. What's the biblical perspective on that? Ephesians five eleven have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. I'm still hoping for somebody who's seen the new Ben Hur movie. Please call in three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. 
1-844-562-4766 is long distance. I guess you could say I saved the best for last. I didn't uh, plan it that way, but Dr. Michael Brown seems to, you know, get his articles read on my program and reviewed and uh, promoted on my program probably more than anybody. And he came out with an article three days ago. Here's the title. Oh, I love this. A Winning Strategy for Donald Trump from the Book of Proverbs. This guy's got the formula for Trump to win. And it's right out of the Book of Proverbs. Is it ever good? Is it ever good? And you you are going to want to hear all about it. And you are going to hear all about it. As soon as we get back from uh, these really important messages. And while the messages are getting out there, you make sure you drop into the Garlic King and have the best shawarma in town. You make sure you go have some frozen yogurt at Menchie's at the Byward Market location and the Bar Haven location. And don't forget this huge meeting that's coming up on September 7th that's sponsored by Climate Science International. That's huge. That's huge. I'm just giving a preview of the messages. Stay with us. Shawarma tastes like no one can. Garlic King. And he can do anything. Wears a crown, golden shoes, and a royal gown. Garlic King. So tasty. Man, this food is so good. Don't talk with your mouth full. I'm just talking about the king. And I can dig it. Discover why Really Lebanese is Ottawa's best shawarma. Really Lebanese, home of the Garlic King. St. Joseph Boulevard beside Pizza Hut in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's frozen yogurt. We make you smile. The federal government climate change town halls are a disgrace. They have allowed eco-activists to dominate meetings. Some members of parliament are even working directly with extremists to co-host town halls. This is inappropriate. MPs are elected to represent all of their constituents, and no group should have privileged access or control over public consultations. Each town hall begins with unsubstantiated global warming propaganda from the local MP. Ottawa Town Hall attendee Dr. Rod Packwood said, The government is clearly biasing the town halls in such a way as to generate supposed public support for the point of view they hold dear. They want to be able to say, look, Canadians are behind us. Don't let the government get away with this. We need your input at the September 7th Climate Change Town Hall at the Darcy McGee High School Auditorium at 925 Boulevard de Plateau in Gatineau starting at 7 p.m. The future of Canada is at stake. This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org.
343-700-439 if you want to squeeze in a quick call here. Dr. Michael Brown. And I, I posted this, okay? This is on, if you go to the Night Council Facebook page, you'll see the link. You can read the entire article. I don't have time to share the entire uh, thing with you, but uh, it's really good. Dr. Michael Brown, the title, A Winning Strategy for Donald Trump for the Book of Proverbs. Since you openly stated that the Bible is your favorite book, I want to point you to the book in the Bible that has the most to say about the power of words. I'm talking about the book of Proverbs, which actually states that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So here's my counsel. Start. Remember, this is Dr. Brown. Michael Brown's got, uh, I think he's up at 220 or 250,000 uh, followers on Twitter, okay? Very uh, respected theologian, and uh, he does have the ear of a lot of national leaders. So this is really good. Listen. So here's my counsel. Start every day by reading one chapter of Proverbs aloud, together with your closest staff, family, or advisors, if possible. Then note what Proverbs says about wise people and fools. Examine your conduct and your words in the light of what you read, and then ask God for wisdom. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs, which means you'll be reading it about once a month. And every day as you read, ask yourself the question, am I acting like a wise man or a fool? Let me give you some examples of how beneficial it is to listen to the wisdom of Proverbs. Proverbs twelve sixteen: Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. And then he cites an, in, an instance where, you know, Donald Trump, you know, did not overlook an insult and paid dearly for it. Proverbs 15, 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs seventeen twenty seven. Whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. And again, he cites examples where, you know, Trump is, you know, look at you didn't obey this and you got in trouble for it. There's even times when silence is better than speech. The very next verse actually says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Here's another one. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Put another way, someone with a hasty temper is holding up a sign for the world to see, stating in big bold letters, I am a fool. Here's some more wisdom from Proverbs. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. Often when people come to us with constructive criticism, we reject it because of our pride. How dare you tell me I'm wrong? That's what fools do. But a truly wise man welcomes constructive correction and input. It only makes him wiser. And since you have surrounded yourself with many fine, godly Christian counselors, you do well to listen to their words. As Proverbs also states, for with guidance you wage your war, and with numerous advisors there is victory. There's a good chance that... that that article is going to get to Trump because there's a lot of people within Trump's circle of influencers that Michael Brown's got their ear. He really does. I hope and pray he listens to him. Hey, when you're getting advice from the Bible, you can't do much better than that. Oh, let's bring let's bring Eli on. Oh my goodness. Eli, can you hear me? 
Yeah. Eli's on. Eli, fu- listen closely, Eli. Okay, you got to listen to this. Okay, you'll appreciate this. I know you will. Okay. Hallelujah. Got a higher quality choir now, buddy. <laughs> What's on your mind, pal? Okay, so, so um, I'm going to try to make the case for in support of what Kranz is doing and banning the burkini. Banning and, the burkini? Um, you you would like them to ban yeah. the burkini? Yeah, okay, go for it, buddy. Go for it. Go for it. And and I'm going to tell you why. Because um, so so you're calling their boyfriends and their husbands thugs. Uh, for going out beating beating up uh, or attacking uh, the people who want to take photos of the women in bikinis, which goes should serve as evidence to support proof that these women are wearing the bikinis not because they want to, but it's against their own will. But they are so afraid of these thugs, thugs and uh, whatever boyfriends and husbands, they're so afraid that if they don't put the burkini on, they would be beat up at home, John. Yeah, but that's that's more reason, that's more reason to prosecute and incarcerate the thugs, okay? Let's, let's, let's bring the guilty, let's bring the guilty, the justice, banning the burkini, that's making the women Mm -hmm. suffer even more. Uh, That's ridiculous. No, no. You're not making your case, Eli. John? What woman would actually want to go down fully fully clothed into the ocean? Would you go into a bathtub fully clothed? Would you go into a swimming pool fully clothed? Would you? I'm not the women that want to do it. Obviously not. Obviously we have, not. Eli, we have no is, reason to believe. Who, we who have no, to, listen, have Eli, you're not making market. sense. You're not making sense. We have no reason to believe that these woman, women want to dress in normal swimwear. As a matter of fact, if they did, then you'd see them get the snot beat out of them by their husbands because their husbands, in their husbands' eyes, they would be walking around like harlots and prostitutes, okay? They have no choice here. Okay, so what you're saying is, what you're saying is, if they ban the burkini, then these women will never get to go to the beach because there's no way their husband would let them walk out in public in a normal swimsuit. So you're making it yeah, more difficult uh, for the women if you ban the bikini. You go after their thug husbands, Eli. Come on, why can't you see that? You're going to go after their thug husband until what point? But you want to sh- you want to show their how much they really are thugs. Ban the bikini, uh, and the woman has no choice. It's right? not a crime to no take choice. photos of a woman in a burkini. It's a crime to hit somebody and assault them, okay? Crime, you deal with the crime. crime. You prosecute and you incarcerate them. You're not making, Eli, listen, you're not making listen, sense, buddy. You're listen, not making buddy, sense at all. Listen to me. Okay, first of all, you're chopping in and out. I can barely hear what you're saying, so it's pointless for you to keep on talking. You didn't let me finish or no? Well, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, well, anyways, I'm going to tell you, I come from Lebanon, you know that. Yes, I know that. And I've been in the Christian, I've been in the Christian area, I've been in Hezbollah territory, I've been all over the country. And in the Christian areas where there's beaches, open beaches, women are walking around in bikinis, women are walking around anywhere they please. And some of them are Muslim women, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they can get away, they get away from their, from people who know them. And they come into the Christian beaches, and they walk around in bikinis, and then you get to know them, and you find out they're from where they're from, and that they're Muslim. And there is no woman in his right mind 
who would want to be go, go down into a, an ocean with a towel on her? Okay? So it's not even normal. It's not. Nobody wants to do that. Eli, there are thousands of women who swim in burkinis. You're telling me that none of them want to do that? Yeah, because they're afraid. No, they're I, afraid. well, okay. Fun. You take okay. the fear away by not letting their husbands treat them like that, okay? And you prosecute them. Thanks, uh, Eli. I appreciate your opinion, buddy. Great the having you on and back yakking with us. Yeah, I, I totally perfect. disagree. I got your point, though, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you calling in. Good having you on the show. Oh, it's good having him back on. You know what I love about Eli? He's passionate, man. In fact, most of the time when he calls in, him and I disagree. But dang, it's good to have him back. You just made my night, Eli. Good having you on. Have we got time for call screener, Mike? Let's see if we could got time for call screener, Mike. Mike, you wanted to say something about uh, uh, populism and, and picking churches and well, stuff like that? You got about two and a half no, minutes, buddy. Yeah, there's not enough time for that, but I wanted to rebut Eli a little bit, and I haven't had a chance to rebut him since the good old radio days. <laughs> what do you mean and good old radio days? These are the good old radio days, okay? I was in well, bondage back then. I'm free now, man. This is way better. Well, you should well, know I mean, that. You, know, you all feel like you know some of the listeners, right, and the callers. Okay, anyway, anyways, go ahead. Um, I, I want to jump to Eli's point because I, I, I understand what he's trying to do here. And, he, you know, he obviously doesn't like the oppression of the women. I get that. Nobody does. Share that. But how does banning or how does taking away more liberty increase liberty for anybody? Yeah. I know. My point exactly. That's, that's, really what it, that's what it really boils down to because once you start doing that, I mean, his logic, if he follows his point, I know he's, he's going after a real evil here, but let's say some uh, father that beats his uh, daughter for going out in a short skirt. Do we ban short skirts? Do we ban women from leaving the house with long hair or their hair down because yeah. somebody might do something to them? Do we just keep banning everything because somebody might do an evil act when they get home? over and in retaliation. I mean, where do you draw that line? That's just not going to yeah, work. Yeah, but, but here's the hypocrisy of it. France is not locking up Islamist thugs. France is turning a blind eye to all kinds of crime that's going on. You know, there are enclaves in, in, the, in, in Paris suburbs where the cops won't even travel, okay? And that's the real problem there. That's the real problem. You've got a legal system and a law enforcement system. They're a bunch of coward wimps, you know? I mean, that's the cowardly thing to do. That's the cowardly thing to do. Ban burkinis. Go after the people that are, you know, committing the assaults. A bunch of, what a bunch of limp-wristed twits. Well, for all intended purposes, France has uh, woken up the morning after realizing they're not where they thought they wanted to be with who they thought they wanted to be with after a night of hard partying because now they're, now what do you do? They're in a mess and they're not going to just get out of it like very quickly. So, but I, I think that we need to take a look at our system. And, I mean, really and truly, our system is based on the battle of ideas. And uh, it's not hard to shame certain behaviors without having to ban things. I don't, I'm not into banning things other than illegal behavior. If they want to beat their wife when they go home, then they're going to be talking to the law. Then you've got a problem. Yeah, but that's but, already uh, going on. The law's doing nothing about it, you know? Anyway. Political correctness. Great having you. Great having you on the, on the team, Mike. We're back at it Friday night. You're getting a repeat, of course, of this uh, broadcast. Ask the pastor tomorrow night in this time slot. Like we mentioned in the, instru- in, uh, in the information uh, uh, interlude, 
That's going to change soon. Going to be going live on Thursday night. Oh, we got surprises for you. Have a delightful evening. Good night.